Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fluid Football Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Do not know what week of quarantine we're in right now, um, but nonetheless, we will carry on. Avi, how you doing? Uh, doing well. I had a, an exam this week, so didn't, didn't go, go so great, but you know, just the way she goes sometimes, you know. What, what have you been doing in I quarantine? Just, just got to move forward. I'm, uh, I'm struggling. I'm really trying to pick up some new hobbies. I, you know, I saw your tweet. I downloaded Duolingo. Trying to pick up another language. Uh, thinking about bleaching my hair. Think I think I've reached the point. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to come out of this with different hairstyles, and uh, you know, I'm just another one of them. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, yeah, we'll like you goes. said, I mean, now's the time to do it. I mean, I've already bleached my hair, so you know, I'm I'm not going to go down that road again. But no, uh, you didn't like I, it. I, no, it was pretty good, but like I don't know, it's not as novel. Like when I did it the first time, I was like, wow, this is really cool. But maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. I have to get bleached Dude, in the first place. I don't know. What, the other thing is, like, I feel like I'm going to feel like I look a lot different than other people think I look. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, this looks good. And people are going to be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I if mean, that's what you got. but As long as you don't have, like, an interview or something like that, like, I think you're good. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm telling you this is the best time. So if you're listening and thinking about doing something stupid to your hair, now is the <laughs> best time to do it. And that's what this podcast is all about. Doing something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about our, our favorite stadiums and games we've we've personally been to uh, in person, and then our our bucket list for the future. Um, yeah, I've actually only been to like a handful of games and stuff, so I'm pretty much going to say every, every every single game in the stadium I've been to. So uh, yeah, I mean, I do you want to start or I can start? I want you to start. Let's, let's okay. see. Okay. Sure. Okay. So yeah, first uh, first stadium I ever went to was um, well actually yeah so I went to Anfield on a tour. I didn't actually get to see a game there. Um, obviously in Liverpool, um, you know it was obviously I wish I saw a game. It just like didn't line up with our trip um, to England. But you know the tour I think is the next best thing from, to uh, actually seeing a game there. And Liverpool's tour was like really well done, and they have this you know great video. And it's like it's called E means more. Um, you know, look it up on YouTube if you have the time. It's it's really cool. You know, I walked out of the stadium and I was like, I think I'm a Liverpool fan now because it's just you you see the history. Like you walk through the tunnel, you have the you'll never walk alone sign. You know, you, you see Klopp is just he's just everywhere, and it's just like wow, like this is, this is a great club. Like, and, and it and it really makes you um you know realize why Anfield is so special. So I would highly highly recommend going on a tour if you can't see a game. Um, but yeah, Anfield was uh was pretty special. Did, did, did you slap the Did you slap the sign? You'll never walk I, alone. I did. Yeah, I walked out of the tunnel, <laughs> and every time, like, it's just like so special. Like, whenever you first see the field, it's like you get goosebumps. At least for me, um, yeah. And just like thinking about the moments that had happened there, like you know, the CV, the Stevie G slip, and all of that. So, yeah, yeah. It, it no, very- I, I feel like it's very different getting that perspective when you walk through the tunnel. Of course, it's different, obviously, on a match day, but even in an empty stadium on a tour i've been i've been on a couple of tours as well and you know walking down the tunnel and stepping out into the sunlight onto the pitch it's like wow i could, yeah. could not imagine playing there on a weekly basis or at yeah, any of these, these stadiums. i wanted to just step like, on the grass so bad like because yeah. like they have like the ropes there and i was like wow i'd love to just step on the grass and like just hit a ball like yeah but it's really cool because um we like got to see where, like the locker rooms and all that and you know Klopp, yeah uh, yeah it, we just saw his office and then they told us on the tour that, you know, after every single game, he has a glass of wine with the opposing manager in his office, which I thought was really cool. 
Um, what before each match? No, after each match. After, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that was imagine. that was really interesting. Um, imagine pop and pep in there. Yeah, the band. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So also on that same England trip, I uh, we went up to Newcastle after that. I uh, got to see a game in uh, St James's Park. That was that was pretty cool. Also, I mean, um, you know, it's a massive stadium, fifty-two thousand seats, and you know we had really good seats right behind the goal. Um, and you know, the atmosphere isn't what it used to be. Apparently, you know, it used to be you know even better, but it was still you know a great experience and. Um, you know, really got a taste of the Northeast. It was it was raining and cold, and it was a 1-0 win against Huddersfield. So that was pretty prototypical Newcastle right there. <laughs> uh, I always say Perez tapping goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was really cool, and I got a picture near the Alan Shearer statue. And I think it's a really underrated stadium. I think you know a lot of people don't think of St James Park, you know, just because Newcastle doesn't isn't you know maybe the first stadium to come, or club that comes to mind. But you know, it's a massive stadium and has a lot of history and. You know, the fans there are great. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would highly recommend if you get up there. Newcastle, I think, is a great city, too. We, um, it, it was just like a, it was a really cool vibe. It's just like, I wish we got to, you know, explore, explore it more. We were only there for like two days. Um, but it, it's like kind of a different vibe from like London or something like that. Um, so, yeah, Newcastle was really cool. Um, and then after that, uh, we went back down to London and saw a game at Craven Cottage in Fest for Fulham. That was really cool. Um, you know, we were we were trying to get tickets, and there was four tickets left, and they were in the second row. So obviously they're you know very very expensive. But we, at that point, you know, we only seen Newcastle game, and the reason I it was my senior spring break, so the reason we went was you know just to see soccer. So we we're like, you know what, screw it. My parents weren't happy about you know the money it cost for the ticket, but you know I, I'd say it's well worth it. And you know, Fulham is really interesting. It's like in this like really nice neighborhood. Um, you know, it's part of London. It's right next to Chelsea, actually, this, uh, Chelsea Stadium. And, you know, you have, like, these Range Rovers and, like, these really nice houses and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you just have, like, this big stadium, and it's, like, right on the river. Um, you know, it's, like, a great location. You, like, walk off the subway, and, you know, everyone's walking towards the stadium, and it's a great great setting and, um, you know, really, really intimate. I think it's around 20,000 seats, but, uh, you know, great atmosphere. The only complaint I have was, they have these like artificial noise clappers, you know, have you seen those like at Leicester? They have, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. they're, they're like so annoying. And they were playing Leeds that day and all these Leeds fans on like the way back on the subway, they're just like, they're just bashing. They're just like, yeah, this is like, you don't, you don't have noise clap- clappers if you're yeah. a real so. No, it feels, it feels, yeah, like Craven Cottage was the stadium I was thinking about writing down as a bucket list. Not obviously because I'm dying to watch Fulham play, but it feels like from what I've seen, it feels like a very almost not intimate setting, but like, much more personal and up close than than a lot of other stadiums at such a high level. So, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I mean, like, um, you know, like it was only a cha- it was a championship game that I saw, but um, you know, the atmosphere was great. And yeah, like you said, it's very personal. Like you're right on the touchline, and it's it's one of like the you know classic English stadiums. So I, I'd say if you're in London, uh, it's it, it'd be a great game to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. My last uh, true soccer stadium, I took another tour. Uh, this was in Valencia of the Stadium uh, Mestalla, I think it's called. Um, you know, that one was, you know, also very cool. Um, it, it's a really unique stadium. The, the, the stands are some of the most vertical in Europe, so it's like straight up and down. The noise in there is just absolutely incredible, apparently, on game days. Um, 
and uh you know <clears throat> the uh you know the fans there are, are also you know pretty great i saw like these clips uh before the champions league matches just whining outside the the uh the stadium but um you know that one was really cool because uh you know you really got to see they, they, they took us around the locker rooms and they said that um, the locker rooms were really bare. You know, you compare to Liverpool, you know, they were, you know, pretty fancy and stuff. But at Valencia, it was like, it just looked like a gym locker room. Like, it was kind of weird. And they explained that Rafa Benitez, when he was there, you know, his whole thing was like, we want players to be focused on the match. So he took all the, uh, uh, he took all the, um, the, like, the mirrors out and stuff like that. And he put them in the uh, visitor's locker room because he wanted basically yeah players to like the visiting players to, like be looking at themselves and stuff like that he wanted his players just to be focused on that and even though Benita doesn't manage there anymore you know he still has such a big impact and it, it was yeah. really interesting so yeah I would, I would highly recommend Valencia also if you can catch a game or, or a tour and yeah. Uh, yeah those are all the stadiums I've been to so you, you came back from Valencia with the hat right and the, the scarf oh, I think yeah, yeah I, I yeah. like I once you once you go to like these stadiums, you know you just want to be a fan. So yeah, I, I got a I got a hat and I got a star a scar. My brother got a uh, a jersey. Yeah, I mean I think Blunt is probably my you know my second or third favorite club. I would say you know I just follow them occasionally, and also it helps that like half of their players were on my ultimate team at the time. So it was really <laughs> cool. Like walking in the locker room is like Rodrigo. Like, oh, I have my ultimate pace, team. Like abu- abusing the pace, abusing the pace of Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, Dave Duvall. I just scored like a banger with him the other day in FIFA. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to? I mean, those are the stadiums. I can go over games I've seen, or or what do you what do you think? Yeah, I'll. Uh, you know what? Go, go ahead. Talk about some of the matches you've seen as well, because I feel like okay. mine's gonna mix together as well. Okay, sure. Um, so yeah, I already talked about Newcastle Hartsfield. That was kind of a dull affair, I would say, but it was still good. Um, Fulham Leeds. You know, that was a it's, it's a rivalry. It's a it's a derby. Um, you know, the Leeds had a had great support in that away stand. Uh, you know, it was, it was completely packed and they were singing the entire time. But, you know, Fulham won. Uh, Mitrovic had a goal. They won 2-0. Um, that was cool because, you know, I I'd actually liked Mitrovic a lot when he was at Newcastle when he was on loan there at Fulham. So that, that was cool to see, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it, um, when I was at Fulham, you know, Sexton Young was right next. He came up to uh, these kids that were you know, right in front of me because I was, we were pretty close and he was just signing autographs and stuff. It's like, wow, I, I signed that kid every time in career mode. Like, so cool. <laughs> he's right there. So yeah. You're like, hey, cool. you're like, hey, you're younger than me, sir. <laughs> but can yeah, you sign yeah, my shirt? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about like saying something and I was like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm like, seven, I'm like 18 years old. I don't know how I can do that. But yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, and and then that, those are the only two games I've seen in Europe. I, I saw a couple games in the U.S. at uh, at the Big House. Actually, they do the uh, International Champions Cup there. Um, so I saw Manchester United against Liverpool um, two years ago, and then I saw Barcelona play Napoli last summer. Um, Manchester United versus Liverpool. That was that was really something special. Um, you know, Ann Arbor. It was packed, uh, just full of, yeah. uh, of fans, and it really felt like you were in Europe for a, like a game day. You know, there's people all all over downtown and you know Liverpool's uh team was staying in a hotel downtown and all their fans came to send them off and they had flares and stuff and it's like wow like this is this is just a preseason friendly like and uh yeah the atmosphere was incredible too you know um they they saying you know you'll never walk alone and it was it was sold out you know 100,000 people to watch watch a uh you know a friendly which is really cool. I remember Mourinho said in the post game press conference he's like ah, I don't know why all these people came that's literally what he said 
<laughs> he said I wouldn't have paid uh, to come, but it was really cool. And sat next to some uh, lads from Manchester, and they yeah. they had advantage. Yeah, they uh, at one How point they treat they, you. They they were nice. Yeah, I was wearing Newcastle jerseys. Like, why the fuck are you a Newcastle fan? <laughs> but uh, you know that was that was really funny. And and then they also at one point they stole a uh, six pack of Heineken from a, a, a stand. And they brought it back to the <laughs> and they gave me and my brother uh, a couple of beers. It's just honestly a highlight. Like it, it was pretty wild. They're like, uh, "You guys look like you guys enjoy beer," and I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So <laughs> that was that was really interesting. And then the Barcelona game last year, um, you know, the stadium or the the atmosphere wasn't quite as good because you know Napoli doesn't have the traveling support you know that Barcelona does. But the Barcelona, I sat on the Barcelona side. That was a good atmosphere. Unfortunately, Messi got injured before the game, so. Uh, he did not travel with the team, so I was I was really sad about that. And I I mean, if Messi was there, I guarantee you it would have been sold out. But yeah, um, yeah, that was really disappointing. But you know, still got to see Griezmann play, still got to see uh, Dembele play, and you know, it was it was still a cool game. Um, Arturo Vidal is his uh, I feel like he's kind of like a he's very into shit hockey, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he was like running, he, he would like instead of he was doing warmups around the field, and instead of like uh, you know, running all the way around, he would like cut through the field. Like he did not care. <laughs> so he's de- definitely yeah. like t- yeah, messing with the uh, the other team before the match. Go, yeah. you know, it's a friendly in the United States, and he's going in for two footers, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Suarez was really mad in that game. He was complaining the entire game to the referee. It's like, dude, like, yeah. why do you care so much? He was like so angry. I was like, bro, like the preseason friendly, like. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was uh, that was it though. So yeah, those are yeah. all the games I've seen, and uh, yeah, you, you're gonna, your list is gonna put me to shame, I think. But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, we'll see, we'll see. I'll uh, I'll just I'll kind of combine my list of it matches and stadiums. So the first match I ever saw um, was actually uh, at La Bombonera in Buenos Aires. I saw no Boca way. Juniors. I was yeah, I was eight years old. Um, so you know, I, I didn't get to appreciate it. You know for as much as it's worth, but uh, so I was eight years old, uh, Boca Juniors were hosting uh, Gremio, you know, another another team yeah. uh, in the league. And I remember we were placed in the away section and we were told we were brought in by uh, security, security uh, workers. And they were like, look, you can't cheer for either team. You need to sit there and sit quietly. And oh my god! It was there was barbed wire separating the away section from the rest of the stadium, yeah. and I just I remember how how intimidated I was, even though you know I was a kid and was clearly not from Argentina. Like what are they? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and on our way out, or no, when the when the match ended, they made all of the they they let all the away section clear out before anyone else could leave to avoid okay. violence, which That's was crazy fine. to me. It was a foreign <laughs> concept to me when I was that young, but wow, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, South American football uh, just looks different. Like, you know, obviously the the Super Classico and all that they had to postpone it that one year. Um, yeah, it just seems like a different animal. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, so so that was uh, that was my first match. An interesting uh, atmosphere wow. for my what first a match. Start. <laughs> uh, it only goes down from here. <laughs> um, into into you know the ne- the next year, uh, I think like two thousand nine maybe. Uh, I toured the San Siro, which you know was shared by. Milan and Inter. Uh, unfortunately, it was under construction when I went, so it was you know I didn't get to like walk onto the field or anything like that. But still, like 
really, really, really cool stadium and one I want to go back to at some point uh, in the future. Not much of a story there, just pretty cool experience when I was young. Yeah, uh, I mean, that is, that is uh, for the, that's on my bucket list. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, Maybe we'll go together. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, and then, as obviously you know, I, I lived in Barcelona uh, back in 2010 for a year, so I got to see a few matches there. But I remember how excited I was to go to my first match, you know, a couple weeks after we had arrived. Middle of the season, La Liga, Barcelona hosting Sevilla, and they lost. Like, really? I was so upset. They lost. <laughs> Negredo, I remember, Negredo scored, and, and it was 2-1. Negredo scored the winner. And I was like, who is this guy in? All my friends were emailing me because we just got email addresses. They're like, who is Negretto? And I was like, I don't know, but we lost. It was so funny. Who is Negretto? I was, I was so upset. I was like, is this how it's going to be while we're here? But, um, but it, it did pick up from there. Uh, I saw a few more matches. That was the season Zlatan was there, actually, with, you know, with the rest of the squad. Iniesta, Xavi, Busquets, Piquet, uh, Alves, Abidal. The boys, you know. Um, uh, and then Zlatan up front. But the, the most memorable match that I was at and that I've ever been to was uh, a Champions League quarterfinal uh, against Arsenal, who I didn't support at the time necessarily, but they were hosting Arsenal. And Messi scored four goals in a 4-1 victory. And it was just the most incredible thing I'd ever seen on TV, let alone in person. And... Like, I, I get chills thinking about it when the, the crowd is chanting, Messi, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm just sitting there 10 years old, just, like, freaking out. And it, it was just an incredible experience. Um, yeah, I just saw great, those highlights yeah. on Twitter, and I immediately thought it. I was like, damn, like, uh, <laughs> that would have been insane to be there. Uh, and he scored, you know, he, he lobbed, uh, was it Fabianski, I think, was the keeper, or maybe yeah. Al Nunia. But, you know, he lobbed him at one point. But the, the highlight of the whole match was actually uh, Nicholas Bentner scoring, <laughs> scoring uh, the one for Arsenal, and yeah. uh, everyone said Lord Bentner, Lord Bentner, you know. But uh, <laughs> no, that was uh, definitely the coolest match I've been to, and I mean, you know, those are my two teams now, my my two favorite teams. Love right. them. I don't know what I would do if I if I saw them play in person today. I don't know <laughs> who I would support yeah, yeah. and what, but still, whatever. Uh, great great time there. So I'll move forward. I have a, a couple more. Uh, again, all of the matches I went to, um, I was I was much younger, so I, I'd love to to revisit these places and, and see again. But I saw uh, Bayern Munich play at the Allianz uh, oh, against wow. against Hanover. I think it was uh, I think it was Hanover. They won like five nil. Tony Cruz scored a volley from the top of the box, and like that classic was just Tony it was sick. It's classic Tony Cruz. It was sick. Um, bought a bought a beanie at halftime. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and then wait, hold on. I, uh, yeah, how was the Allianz Stadium? Like, I've heard it's like pretty cool. Like, like, I, like it's really technologically advanced or something like that. Like, oh uh, yeah, I mean, I I couldn't tell you too much about the the specifics just because I was I was only like eleven or twelve years old. Okay. Um, but again, I mean, a club of that size and stature, it was just a, 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 a fantastic atmosphere. I can tell you, and like again, one I'd want to go back to, but I, I'd be interested in, in hearing. Do you, what do you do? You know anything specifically about the stadium? Like te I just technology? heard. Um, I don't know. I just heard like it's, it's like really, it's like a beautiful stadium, and uh, yeah, it's like I think it's brand. It's like pretty new. 
um, yeah, I just heard good things about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, so we'll add it to our list, you know, when we go to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I said the, uh, the, the Barcelona Arsenal match was the best match I've been to, but I think the overall best experience I've had um, around the match was back in 2013. I went to a Manchester derby uh, in, in, in the Premier League. And actually, it was it was part of some something that that some like raffle some something basically picked the golden ticket and got to go to Manchester and toured Carrington where where United trains and, and met all the players. And there's a video of me standing outside or you know off the, to the side of the pitch. I was the only one there holding a ball, wearing my bright orange futsal shoes and like <laughs> very awkwardly asking. Evra to sign the ball and all these players coming through. So they they won the, they won the league that season. United. It was uh you know Van Persie, Rooney, Giggs, Carrick. You know Rio Ferdinand was there. Chicharito. You know. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think was that De Gea's first or second season at United. And yeah, no, so cool. Um, getting to meet those guys and get some some awkward uh interaction <laughs> there. Just you know. Yeah, I, I, you I tell them you're a Barca fan or. No, no, I was, you know, don't worry, I put on a Manchester United jacket. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I respect it. It was like, I, I was so nervous. Oh, the best part about that whole, uh, that whole experience, we were, we were inside the, you know, in the training ground, in the facilities, and my dad um, has never been, like, super into soccer. He, he, he supported me as I got into it, and, you know, he learned a little bit and whatnot, but, you know, he didn't know many faces past the biggest of the big, right? And so we're walking through the the facility we're walking through the locker room and you know my you know, I'm walking behind my dad I'm not really paying attention I'm like looking at looking at the wall or whatever there were pictures on the wall and my dad you know is walking to the door and this guy is holding the door for him and he's like oh thanks and gets the door for me and I'm, I'm like distracted and I look up and it's Van Persie it's Robin what? Van Persie and my dad my dad had no idea that it was Robin Van Persie and I just like like I, it was so hard for me not to scream when I saw <laughs> When I saw his face, it was, but it was so funny. We still, I still make fun of him to this day. And that's still such that's a fun insane. memory. That's insane. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Your dad, um, your dad no. just like, he's like, who is this guy? Like, just some guy <laughs> right. holding the door. He's like, right, right. That's a funny accent, you know? But, <laughs> um, and then the match itself was, was very cool. Uh, City actually won 2 1. I think a oh, really? where scored in that one. But, I mean, just a cool match, um, you know, with some some classic players. And then on that same trip, I I also had the chance to go to Anfield. And, you know, with the luck that I had with, you know, getting to see Messi score four, it was the opposite at Anfield. It was like, it was dead when I went. Really? Uh, Sunday Sunday afternoon against, like, West Brom, maybe. And okay. it ended nil-nil. might have been West Brom. <laughs> And nil nil, and it was dead silent. It was just not dead silent, but it was quiet. It was like, yeah, I'd love to go back and, yeah. Yeah, I've heard like you know European nights are when it really comes alive. Um, obviously, that that would probably be you know if I could choose, it'd be you know a Champions League night. But yeah, I've heard they kind of struggle sometimes in Premier League games unless it's like a big opponent. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, you can't you can't expect them to be you know 100% all the time. So. Of course, of course. No, uh, I forgive them. You can tell them I forgive them. Yeah, I'll tell all Liverpool fans, yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean, you saw after uh, the comeback against Barcelona, like, that that atmosphere 
I obviously support Barcelona very much, and it brings a tear to my eye when I see the scenes there. Yeah, it really yeah, does. No, so. You'll never walk alone, really. I mean, it, it can give you goosebumps if it's you know in the right atmosphere. And but mm. I, I will say, you know, I thought it was you know kind of poetic justice how uh, or ironic how how confident all Liverpool players and coaches were after they lost that Lakers. Like, oh, just wait for Anfield. And it's just like they kept putting putting their hopes like on Anfield, like oh you know, and it's like oh yeah we have this though you know like it doesn't matter what we do in the first leg like Anfield will save us and I thought that was kind of a mistake and I, and I didn't really really like how they approached it and in Klopp's mentality and all that and it was like you know you can't just you know uh, you know I guess bank on yourself in in your crowd you know basically win the match um, you know at home yeah. and I I thought that was kind of a, you know a poor mentality and I think that goes on Klopp. Because he was the one who was kind of perpetuating that. But that's you know, true. I feel like, off top. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's a good point. It's kind of like at that point in such a, a dire situation, it's not necessarily about the showmanship and what the media thinks. It's kind of like I don't th- I don't know. I don't think it is. But like at that point, I'd be doing I'd be spending every minute motivating my players, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just like yeah, they were, they were so overconfident. Like yeah, you know, don't worry, just wait. It's just like well, maybe you should actually see what you did wrong in that match when you lost one zero. You know, yeah. Instead of saying, "Oh no, the, the stadium's gonna save us," like just ask Diego Simeone. can only Simeone. do so much. Like <laughs> ask Simeone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, those, I mean, yeah, I mean, those are those are the that's my list. Those are the matches I've seen and the stadiums I've been to. So, yeah, I mean, very cool. We'll we'll we'll, we'll add some add some uh, marks to our trip. Hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just I'll just start with my uh, bucket list then. Um, yeah, go ahead. So I'll start with stadiums. I just want to go to just in general, like regardless of games. Um, you know, I'd love to see uh, Marseille actually the velodrome. I've heard you know it's it's a great atmosphere um, in Marseille. I heard Marseille the, the city is really cool. Um, you know it'd be cool to see a derby against uh, PSG to have. You know that'd be that'd be a really interesting match. And um, you know I I actually sh- I think I showed you that there's like some vacation package or like uh, like you can I don't know it seemed really interesting but. Maybe we'll do that in the future, but uh, <laughs> I'll say I think you know people don't necessarily think about this um, all the time either, just because it's a league one. But you know, Marseille has you know great history, and if I had to pick a, a French club, I think I'd probably pick Marseille. You know, they have Dimitri Payet, and um, yeah, I, I, I always I really like their jerseys too. You know, they they had like four kids this year, and I like the baby blue. It, it's it's a really yeah, cool yeah. color scheme. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of Marseille. Awesome. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, um, I'm gonna throw one in that I think you might have on your list as well. Um, yeah. Want to see? I want to see that yellow wall. I threw. Uh, that was my next one. That was my next. Yeah, one. <laughs> I had to, I had to jump in before you could get that out because that, that's my number one. Got to see the yellow wall. I, not too much needs to be said there. It's just like, I mean, that's a classic bucket list uh, uh, match you'd want to see on on a European night as well. Would be really cool. Yeah, um, and the tifos they do are just incredible too. Yeah. So, that would be something. Um, yeah, after that, I, you know, I felt like kind of obligated to write down Old Trafford, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not like overly enamored with it, but, you know, I do think it's important to, to see that, you know, the theater of dreams, it's, it's just a, you know, a hollow ground, I would say, for football um, in general. And I actually used to be a Manchester United fan briefly and I kind of hopped on the bandwagon. For, you know, I really like Rooney back in the day. So, yeah, I would like to see a game at Old Trafford and, 
Yeah, I've heard though that like the stadium is you know not being kept up in the greatest shape. I've heard some complaints about their owners, the Glazers, and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think Old Trafford would still be a special experience on the right game. I think like, right like a night or, or a derby game. <clears throat> um, and then you know we already talked about Anfield. You know that's up. I I got the tour, but you know to see a national game, uh, a Champions League game would be something else. Um, or even a game you know in the league against their their rivals. Um, for me, uh, other than that, I would have to go to um, – I really want to go to Barcelona. I, I've been to the city, but uh, we didn't get go to the – we didn't tour the stadium because their tours were like 85 euros, which was, you know, outrageous. Um, so, you know, if I could see a game, you know, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be uh, you know, something. Camp New. Um, you know, likewise, I've heard the atmosphere, you know, sometimes isn't great if you're not there at the right game. But to be able to see Messi in that stadium would, would – uh, it's definitely on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming back to the United States, I'm going to go with uh, yeah. Atlanta United. Uh, yeah, United. yeah. I think this is one of the coolest, uh, you know, atmospheres, probably the coolest we have in the United States. I mean, you know, to get 80,000, you know, fans packed in there um, and, and have a real, you know, it seems like it's a supporter, <clears throat> a really authentic culture. You know, it's not like, you know, sometimes with the MLS, you see it's like, very plastic or something like that and it feels so authentic and, and genuine here and the, the support they've gotten in the city is amazing and i really hope that can continue to grow and i think um you know it'd be amazing to see a game there you know the atmosphere just looks incredible um so yeah shout out atlanta united i mean shout out Mike, <laughs> shout out miguel Almiron. so <laughs> you know after he moved to uh newcastle i would have to say they're my uh, favorite mls team so wow oh cause i guess detroit doesn't have one yeah working yeah. on it Working on it, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay loyal to my, my Philadelphia Union. Yeah, you gotta stay loyal. <laughs> I mean, uh. if I had to pick, I mean, briefly Lansing, where you know that's kind of where I live. Uh, they had a, a minor league team last season, but that that team folded. So, uh, yeah, that that dream is gone. But you know, Detroit City, um, they have a really cool um, thing going on there. Uh, <clears throat> they they play in the I think it's the third or fourth division of they just turned pro of American soccer. Um, but they actually, you know, likewise, they have a great support, supporter culture. You know, it's really unique. They have TIFOs and stuff. And they play these friendlies with all these teams from, like, Mexico and Germany. They played this, like, second division Bundesliga team, um, which is really amazing. So, yeah, I mean, Detroit City is a really cool thing. If you haven't heard about it, you know, look it up. They got a really cool uh, thing. I, I'm going to have to get a jersey, too, for my birthday, I think. They have really nice oh, colors. Yeah. Like the maroon. yeah, they have a great logo, too. Um, yeah, yeah. Very nice. so San Siro was my other one. Uh, we talked about that briefly. AC Milan, one of my favorite clubs, I would say. So, you know, I think you know, it's a great, it's supposed to be, you know, a great football, uh, you know, hallowed ground. Um, and then lastly, <clears throat> I said, uh, Johan Cruyff Arena in, uh, IX. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. That's a very yeah, good shout. You know, I, I hadn't heard much about, I mean, honestly, I didn't know much about IX. You know, I heard a little bit about Johan Cruyff before, but until their Champions League run, I, I really started looking into them. And um, you know, they were, the the stadium they recently renamed after Cruyff, and the, the atmosphere I heard is great, um, especially in Champions League nights. <clears throat> so I think it really, and I really want to go to Netherlands too. I think um, let's say uh, Amsterdam is a is a great city, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that would that would be really interesting. <clears throat> yeah, um, and then. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you covered a lot of mine, to be honest. The only one I'm going to add, quite obvious, is the Emirates. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I've been to some stadiums, but I've never been to the Emirates, and that's, oh, that's got to be number one on my list, huh? I've been to the outside of the Emirates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How yeah, was it? But I, well, we we tried to get tickets, and it's like it's it's different than America, right? Because you can just buy scalp tickets in America, like you know, pretty easily for for pro games. But you know, in um in England, it's different. Like you have to be a supporter to get these tickets, and it's not easy to get resale tickets. So we just went to the game, basically, like, you know, maybe people will be scalping them or we can buy them at the ticket office. Long story short, we couldn't get in the game, but we, we rode on the, on, the, on the subway to the game, and it was really cool atmosphere, you know, getting off the subway and walking to the stadium. Also, I got to see Ty from uh, Arsenal Fan TV. Yeah, you know, I was going to say that. I was going to say it. <laughs> yeah, got to get on Arsenal Fan TV is my goal. He got his tickets from the uh, ticket box, and I snapped a picture of him, and that was that was really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really stinging. Yeah, the Emirates, I mean, I think, um, you know, when the atmosphere gets going, I think that would be a really cool place to be. But, you know, sometimes the Emirates uh, is not a good place to be, I would say. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, yeah. I mean, you, at, you know, you, you, you need a night a nighttime, nighttime match. You need a, a strong opponent and you need a win. And the Emirates will be rocking. And I would say, and, you know, Arsenal Tottenham, you know, Arsenal always exactly, show up. Exactly. Exactly. Go. I think. Because sometimes you have no idea if they're going to show up for the, you like the team. You know, that's just my personal opinion. But Yeah. So, so add that, you know, shout out Robbie, shout out Troops, shout out <laughs> the boys from Arsenal Fan TV. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see, you in, see you in North London. What, what a massive dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, that's a good, I feel like a good transition into bucket list in terms of derbies. The North London derbies, my number one, just be, okay. because I support Arsenal and, and you know, Again, I saw, you know, when they beat Spurs 4-2 last, year, last season, like just, just being able to experience that atmosphere and, and that type of win would be just very special. Yeah, so. that looks like a – and, and um, you know, that's something that's not just like, oh, they say it's a rivalry and in reality it's just not just because they played each other a lot. But, you know, you can feel this, the intensity of it. You know, the players just don't like each other. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think that's something that's really cool, like that, that we need more of, you know – Open animosity. Need more hate. We I'm, need I'm, more hate in this world. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm I'm here for the open animosity, at least in soccer. <laughs> so <laughs> I think yeah. we need more of that. Uh, so that, uh, so I feel like that's again. I only I only have one more derby, but that's another great segue to my second, and that's the uh, the Super Classico, Boca okay. Juniors River yeah, Plate. Awesome. Um, yeah. Again, open animosity. You know, there's you know a lot of no. I mean, in all seriousness, incredibly intense atmosphere and. Again, I don't know how safe that would be to be at. So maybe yeah. like a bird's eye view or something. Maybe sit on top of a, a really big drone. If it's again, then maybe maybe it's safe to maybe, go. Maybe, yeah, yeah. No, just, just I'm telling you, just sit on, sit like in a blimp or something. Just watch. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that atmosphere is, like, looks incredible. And, you know, I'd like to go see it at the La Bombonera Stadium. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of violence. I think it was last year. So they had to move again. But, you know, that is that is like a war. Like a, a true, you know, that's a true rivalry. That's probably the most intense rivalry. Yeah. In I mean, honestly, one of the most historically rooted derbies in football, and and again, matchups in sports. I would say it, it's kind of like you know the uh, I think it's like the, the rivalry stems from the fact that you know Boca Juniors are more working class, and I think River, River Plate is is seen as uh, you know more uh, upper class and wealthy. So I think that you know there's that class divide, which really you know obviously makes the rivalry very intense. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of interesting. I think in Argentina, yeah. I think like ninety percent of like people in Argentina either support River Plate 
or uh, or Boca Juniors. I thought was fascinating. It's an overwhelming uh, uh, trend, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Give me some of your your, your Derby bucket lists. Sure. Uh, so yeah, Super Clasico. We already talked about that. Um, El Clasico. I'm, I'm surprised it's not on your list. Um, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess it is basic. I'll put a a check mark next to that. I'll I'll agree. Yeah, okay. (laughs) It is very basic, but I mean, uh, yeah, I'd love to see those team play. Teams play. Obviously, I I would have loved to see it when Ronaldo was still on uh, Madrid, but you know, maybe uh, Vinicius Junior is going to become the next Ronaldo. (laughs) Um, Yeah, El Clasico. You know, enough said. I'd say. Um, And then the next one is the old firm derby uh, between Celtic and Rangers. yeah. This is in Scotland. You know, it's supposed to be another very intense rivalry. The rivalry stems from the fact that uh, <clears throat> Celtic are, um, you know, I think the supporters are mostly Catholic and Irish immigrants. And then the Rangers uh, team is, um, I think, Protestant and um, mostly, you know, pro-UK, I would say. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that one is an intense rivalry. And, you know, the scenes, the absolute limbs that you see there, uh, and the highlights of the games are, are just something else. So yeah, that would be a, a really interesting match. And you know, they always have great players. And I think uh, what's his name is uh, isn't Gerard managing Ran- Rangers right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, very. They, they Celtic uh, have a have a couple you know really good youngsters there. And oh, and Rangers have Alfredo Morelos. You know, he's a he's an up and coming striker. Mm-hmm. So two two really storied uh, teams right there that I'd like to see. And then my last one, uh, coming back to the U.S., I'm going to go with uh, El Trafico. Uh, oh, my goodness. I think, you know, obviously Zlatan's not there anymore, but last year, I mean, this was must-see TV. Oh. Like, every single game, it was high-scoring, it was intense, and it was just, you know, it was ridiculous. Like, and, it was... And you uh, had the Zlatan-Vela rivalry as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Two most exciting players. And, you know, the MLS, you know, quality-wise, you know, it's not always the best, but it is, you know, it can be very exciting because just how open the game becomes. And it felt like, you know, you're watching like it, I don't like an indoor soccer game just because how back and forth it was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the atmosphere is great, especially I'd like to see it at um, LAFC Stadium. I think they have a great supporter culture there. And so uh, they have, you know, TIFOs and uh, they have like the, the flares that they do. Um, so, yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Um, you know, a must-see uh, game on TV or in person, I would say. And yeah, that that about wraps it up for my uh, my derbies. You wanna you wanna cover some uh, briefly some players you wanna see at some point? Oh right right yeah yeah. Um, so I'd say top of my list is Messi. I've not seen him. I, I think I need to see him uh, before I before I die. So him and, and Ronaldo, I'd put it you know one A yeah. one B. Um, after that, hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Actually, after that, I would say Mbappe. Mbappe would probably be my Mbappe, third. Yeah, um, you have time. For, you have time for that one as well. He'll be, he'll be around. He'll be around oh, a while. Yeah, some time yeah, there. Yeah. I would say my fourth, uh, Alan Saint Maximin. I think I have to see him yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, he was on nine. <laughs> Saint Maximin. <laughs> oh my God! We're, I gonna, we're gonna make the Saint Maximin chant the uh, intro to this podcast. I think. I think it's a, a must. I we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I hope we can. I don't know if we can do that. I don't yeah, know yeah. I, I, we have to look into that. I would love to, though, because if you have not seen that song or heard that song, I would highly recommend looking that up. Uh, one of our favorite songs of our friend group, uh, I would say, you know, right now, the, uh, the the anthem of the house right now. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, 
St. Maximin was one of mine. My other two, first of all, Neymar. Um, I, gi- I give Neymar a lot of stick. Like, I, I don't love the guy um, half the time, but from I mean, you, you can't doubt his quality and, and what a show he can put on. And, like, he's one of the few players in the world that can do it on such a consistent basis. And I feel like it, if you go watch Neymar, you know, a healthy Neymar, you're guaranteed at least a couple moments of magic. And that'll be fun to watch. And, and you might get a goal or two in there as well. So that's one. And then... Uh, my my other my my last one is Kevin De Bruyne, okay. And he, I mean, quite obviously one of the greatest midfielders in the world at the moment, and one of the few players that I think can really control a game in its entirety. Um, and he he'd just be very fun to watch, and it'd be fun to be able to watch him for ninety minutes uh, continuously. You know, getting to watch him when he's not on the ball, and 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 you know, see a little bit. Yeah, a bit more insight into how his brain's working. So, yeah, are... I would say uh, for Neymar, like I think people like to trash on him. He's he gets a lot of abuse, you know, online and stuff like that. But I think it's easy to forget how how good he actually is, just because all the injuries and stuff. But yeah, you know, he he was he was a must see TV also when he was uh, on Barcelona, and I think when he's healthy, um, you know, he he's unplayable. So, and then I would say about De Bruyne, to see that ping in person. Oh my god! The way he hits those passes, I think if, if you're close enough, you can hear that sound of you know him hitting the ball. I think that would. There's nothing sweeter than that sound. I, I bet. Maybe I'll add in before we conclude. I'll add in Phil Jones just to get an up close <laughs> at that face. I don't know if he's going to play another game for Manchester United. I really don't. Apparently Newcastle are interested in him. I have no idea why. Oh, anyone? I don't know why anyone would, like, would look at him and be like, you know what? I want him on my team. I haven't seen a single game where he's had. I don't. I don't remember him doing a single good thing. You know, just because he has all those a couple uh, tackles with his head. Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah, and just the montages of his facial expressions and his errors are just. It's actually. <laughs> it's it's something to see. I would I would I would look that up on YouTube also. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, I, I want to talk about our, uh, just a couple more things that have happened in, in football recently. Yeah. Jack Grealish uh, getting drunk and crashing his Range Rover and then I think he left the scene of the crime yeah and, uh, uh-huh. yeah this is you know he's really he's rumored to be going at Manchester United I don't know if this will you know endanger that move but I mean what a, what a pinhead yeah I mean I mean talk about timing right yeah I mean, also I, I think this was the start of like quarantine for the UK and like you really weren't supposed to be out so it was a huge embarrassment and um you know I don't know how you uh justify that so speaking of the speaking of the quarantine antics have you seen the news about Mourinho oh my god Mourinho <laughs> this dude I they went to a public park and he was tra- like it was like the most Mourinho thing I've ever heard like yeah he, he uh like to just, imagine just walk, walking by and seeing Josie Mourinho in full training kit you know <laughs> yelling at yelling at like in Dombele like <laughs> at your local park yeah at your local park you know you've got children on the swings and you've got Mourinho running drills with Ndombele, right? Just like just cursing him out under his breath, like, oh. my God, that would have been inter- that would have been amazing to see. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what why he thought that was necessary. Um, yeah, that 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 was interesting. Um, and then one more thing: uh, the Barcelona board, six members uh, resigned, I think, yesterday. Um, and then I saw a report that came out that you know there's still like a hundred million dollars in debt to, to Liverpool and. They owe like thirty million dollars to um, Roma, and I think 
in 2019, their, their total debts were, you know, 800, 800 million euros, I think. So close to a billion dollars they're in debt. And I, saw, I saw you tweeting about it. So yeah, you're, you're, I, you were very, not very happy. No, it's ridiculous how, uh, how run the club is like, and I think people don't realize it. Um, and it's just like really disappointing to see like a club like that. Um, I don't know, it, it's, I think their their president needs to go Bartemu or I don't want to say yeah, name, Joseph Bartemu. Yeah, yeah Bartemu. I don't know how to pronounce uh, it correctly, but yeah. And I heard like you know the politics behind the scenes are just out of control because you have these elections coming up because the, the fans elect their president. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a poorly run club, and I think they really need to get back, you know, have an identity and and um, you know focus like what do you want the club to be, um, and really go after that because they've just been you know spending cash you know, left and right. They haven't been able to integrate the players they bought very well. You know, Griezmann, Dembele, um, you know, Malcolm was sold right away. Yeah, no, and you're you're absolutely right. It's kind of like a trickle down effect. It starts at the top, like you like you're saying, and and it makes its way all the way down to you know the squad, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's an issue across the board, no pun intended, but <laughs> you know, the board and and and, and the squad, and the, the managerial staff, administrators, uh, and the like. So. Yeah, I don't think any any problem lies with the manager, really. I mean, I think it's, it starts with the top, like you said. I don't think yeah. Barcelona knows who they want to be. And also, you know, they're treating Messi pretty poorly, I would say, for, for a guy of his caliber. He's had to deal with so much, you know, there's transformers every single day, it seems like, oh, he's going to Inter Milan. You know, he has to go on Instagram and say, no, it's not true. And then he got criticized by the sporting director, I believe, Abidal. You know, he got in a big mm-hmm. fight with him. And, Which like, is a you know, shame as not, well, because they were teammates. It's yeah, a shame. it's just like, this is not how you're supposed to treat, a, you know, the best player in the world. Um, and I think they're taking him for granted a little bit, and, I, and I'd be careful if, if I were if I were them because it's kind of a comedy of errors, I would say, at the top. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a, a good point. Uh, do you have anything else? Any other anything else you want to talk about, or we Gucci? I think we Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for everyone for uh, tuning in and. If you have any other bucket list stadiums or, or games that we didn't cover, you know, shoot, shoot them our way and, um, you know, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you're podcast, and, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter.